often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 373. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, sitting here alone down here in the Slapbox bunker. And uh, it's uh, getting a little cold outside, so I got the heater on in here. That's a little bit different. It was a little weird. Last night was the first time we had the heat on. I was streaming on Twitch for the first time ever. Unfortunately, I didn't have any uh, viewers, but that's maybe for the best. It wasn't maybe the greatest stream, but I could smell what I thought to be something burning. It threw me off. I'm looking around the room just to make sure nothing is on fire. Thankfully, no, just hadn't used the heater. Somebody turned on the heater and, hey, thankfully the house did not burn down. So that's a plus. I mean, uh, pretty much all of my belongings are here for the most part. Uh, except for the stuff that's still left in Muffin Man's basement. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I did do a little bit of streaming finally on the, uh, Twitch. So I got my whole setup down. I got, uh, the lighting set up, the green screen, which is currently behind me in my, uh, it's pretty uh, sweet, sweet gaming chair that I have. Uh, it's definitely nice to have a gaming chair or just a, a chair in general to play around my computer on. I never had like a decent chair to do so. Like uh, before ever purchasing this specific uh, gaming chair, I used to just sit in an old uh, wooden uh, dining chair, like that you have like a at a kitchen table. It was just very basic and not real great for the back. Even when I worked at uh, printing shirts at the run store, when I did that, I still. Just had an old wooden chair that was not comfortable at all. And I'd spend hours grinding away at doing, I don't know about grinding, but I spent hours uh, doing graphic design, you know, trying to get that font just right. And I'd failed to do so uh, a lot of times. It would just, you know, just be in pain. I guess it wasn't that bad, but it's not the most comfortable chair. (laughs) This thing, pretty awesome. The point I was getting to. Uh... Though I'm pretty excited though about my setup here with Twitch. I've got uh, originally I was just gonna go with one monitor for display, but I've found that uh, to play games on a monitor and also to have chat and watch my recording, that it's better to have a second monitor. But I didn't think I had enough room on the desk. Thankfully, I still had my old monitor from the uh, old run store where uh, I did all my graphic design on. It's an old cheap monitor. But it's real small, and the the benefit of this thing is that the screen rotates. So then, by rotating it on its side, it long to where the screen's upright, long ways. Uh, it fits on my desk just right, so it's great for having like chat and, and all that good stuff. But uh, and the green screen, I thought turned out pretty decent. I was uh, could only see a little bit of a green halo. Uh, around myself when taking the out the background, but I think when playing games that you don't really notice it, and I keep my myself the picture of myself on the screen pretty small, so that part's 
pretty decent. Now I just got to make myself entertaining somehow. And it's weird seeing myself. I'm used to audio, just being able to deal with audio and worry about that. Now I'm doing the whole visual thing. I'm like, ooh, oh, that's really a face for uh, audio. That's that's a radio face. <laughs> At times I think that. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, not too bad. You're you're not too bad looking. Then it, then I open my mouth a bit more, and it's oof. No, no, don't show that. Don't show that. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm self-conscious at all. Just, you know, totally, totally fine with myself. Um, hopefully, uh, I get into that a little bit more and, you know, it's definitely something to do. I enjoy playing video games, so, you know, why not, uh, also talk to people, chat with people. I like hearing stories, so that'll be interesting, the people I meet. Um, I have also still been on vacation as, uh, for a whole week and, uh, I survived the uh, Mo Cowbell Marathon over in St. Charles. However, not my finest hour. I thought maybe I was this this was going to be a good one, but uh, apparently I'm just suck at that race. The first time I did it, leading up to it, I got bit by a brown recluse. Uh, well, when I first started training for it in 2015, I had IT band issues, which gave me pain on the outside of my knee, which was a real bitch starting out. That went away, however, when a couple weeks later I had been bit by a brown recluse and I had to take about a week or so off from training from that. Thought I might die. Did not, though. That little bitch did not kill me. Uh, that Whatever that, yeah, female, male, whatever it was, that spider, it uh, thankfully didn't kill me. There, It was touch and go there for a little bit. I thought maybe for part of a day that it might be the thing that kills me. But maybe one another one will in the future. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but I had that happen, and then I also got shin splints from chasing a dog down the highway like a couple of weeks away from the race in 2015. And that one did not go so well, because although my fastest time and this last uh, race was my second fastest time, neither one did I have like a great race. It was just rough. I, uh, this last one, I, well, the, the first one, I had the shin splints going in, so it was just in pain the whole time. This last one, I, uh, I came out of the gate too fast. I ran way too fast, burned it, burned it up, and, uh, didn't have anything left for the end. So, uh, just not a real smart race. That was mainly my go. That and I was still having some issues with whatever infection I got going on, and I'm on antibiotics that may have led to some of the issues i'll use whatever excuse i can uh can grasp upon but uh yeah it was it was a little tough uh other than that uh, i mean i've been yeah just working on doing the stream stuff getting my car fixed that's you know always fun dealing with car stuff but it runs now i think it should last for a couple more years that's something to look forward to uh I did, one thing I did do, I uh, went and saw It Chapter 2 finally. I went to the B&B over in uh, Wildwood. Uh, I don't remember what day that was. It's all kinds of, everything just kind of blends together when you've had over a week off and you don't go do anything like uh, real monumental that whole time. Like there's nothing to really say what Monday and Tuesday, what what differentiated the two but there was one one of these days i was off i went and saw it chapter two and of course it was in the dream lounger i guess is what they call those chairs 
I don't remember if that's B&B or if that's Marcus. That might be the Marcus. Either way, it's a reclining chair. Those, uh, I wish it would have been the bigger screen, but, you know, it, Chapter 2's been out for a while, so it was a smaller screen. And there was only, like, two other people in the theater when I went and saw it, but it was definitely those chairs, B&B, of the... I've been to several theaters now with the reclining chairs. I gotta see, say, B&B, at least around here, in the, uh, around the St. Louis area, general, generals, generally speaking, I would say they have the best seats. Now, the Marcus Theaters, I've only been to... Well, I know I've been to Ronnie's, but I th- maybe I've been to more than just Ronnie's. I know, maybe I have. But either way, the Marcus, they're decent, but not quite as good as the B&B. The B&B is just, they're comfy chairs. I wish I could just live in a B&B, you know? Just stream out of those chairs and just, you know, somehow work out of there. I'd make it work somehow. Those chairs are awesome. I would sleep and do everything I could there. Give up running, get fat, and just sleep and live on a B&B theater chair. <laughs> the movie, though, <laughs> the movie was enjoyable. Uh, it felt kind of like it was re- rehashing a lot of the stuff from It Chapter 1. And I, it had a lot of the scenes that were in the old, uh, I guess, was late 80s, early 90s. I guess it was early 90s. It was like 90, 91, something there in there where the uh, It movie came out with John Ritter on TV. And a lot of the scenes were similar to that. Of course, it's all derived from the same story, so of course they're going to have a lot of the same stuff. But I felt like I enjoyed It Chapter 1 much better. I liked it when it was more of just the children in there. I wish that... And they they are in It Chapter 2 to those who haven't seen it. But uh, there was... And I was expecting a little bit more. I had heard... A lot about the scene with that they had shot with Jessica Chastain, where they claimed it was the—I don't know the exact way they put it, but I guess it was the scene that uh, had the most blood uh, in a scene ever filmed. Now, there was a lot like she was in a bathroom stall. Spoiler alert, <laughs> and uh, for whatever reason, that character—they like to have a lot of blood. I mean, there was. I think I think the scene from It Chapter 1 was actually better with her as a little girl in the bathroom scene. I think that was a much better scene with all the blood in there. Like I uh I'd say that was a better scene than was in It Chapter 2. It Chapter 2, yes, there was a lot of blood. I think it must have really sucked for Jessica Chastain to film that scene. Like it must have been really shitty. <laughs> but uh, she got paid well. I do believe. I would hope so. But she She's in the stall, and they're just filling it with blood. It looks like just red water, but, I mean, I don't know if they used KO syrup, what they used for the blood, but, I mean, it is, she's literally, like, drowning in there. But, I I don't know, it's, it's hard for me to really judge horror films these days because if it's really going for the scare factor, which, you know, obviously that's a big part of horror films, I've been so desensitized to it through the years watching everything on the sun. I mean, I grew up in the 80s and 90s when at the height of like slasher films when like in the 80s there was just one slasher film after another. I mean, Sleep Away Camp and classic stuff, you know, and then you'd have your uh just all kinds of uh shit. What is the uh 
the one where it's supposed to be real, but the, it, like uh, Faces of Death. That's what I'm thinking of. And just all kinds of stuff. I watched that stuff at a young age. It's And yet I haven't murdered anybody yet. And I've never really felt like I really felt that I was going to murder somebody. Surprisingly, because I've watched a lot of stuff. I would be, I guess, the argument against the fact that films would, would do that to you to make you a, a murderer, but, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, that scene, I definitely preferred it chapter one. I did like so, a lot of the casting decisions, and I thought James McAvoy did a really good job as uh, the older, uh, oh shit, what is this character? Bill, I guess Bill's his character's name. I believe Georgie's brother, older brother, there with the. Uh, of course, McAvoy's just good. I mean, Split. I still need to see Glass. I need to watch that one because I really enjoyed Split, and I, I did enjoy like Unstoppable. And uh, I have yet to. I I don't think that's on Netflix. I'll have to check that out somewhere. Just you know, suck it up and rent it. I guess. There's always that. I think the uh, thing that I was most excited about for being on vacation, though, came out on Friday. It was October 11th. I had been waiting for this for quite some time. And I was shocked to hear. I mean, I've mentioned this now on several shows leading up to this. uh, But El Camino, bitch. The Breaking Bad movie finally finally came out now i'd heard i guess a couple years ago or a year or two ago that they were going to make it but then out of nowhere was it a month or so ago that they announced that it was coming out and was like what i didn't even know they were working on it apparently they had done a really good job of uh hiding the fact that they were making it i mean they filmed it in albuquerque and You've got Aaron Paul filming in Albuquerque. (laughs) And there's a scene... I mean, this isn't really much of a spoiler, but... At the very beginning, there, of course, all these police are looking for Jesse Pinkman that uh, is now on the run uh, after... Because in Felina, the the very last episode of Breaking Bad... After Walt just annihilates everybody with the uh, big old machine gun that's uh, just destroying everybody that he's rigged up in his car. Uh, Of course, Jesse Pinkman flies away in the El Camino at the very end. And, uh, of course, that's where the movie picks up. Um, But my point is they had... A lot of police cars filming <laughs> in Albuquerque, like a ton of them. And you've got Aaron Paul there. Nobody was the wiser that fucking, oh, they're filming the Breaking Bad movie. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. According to Aaron Paul, I mean, he had people ask him. They're like, hey, what are you doing here? And he just said, like, an indie project. Well, everybody asked if it was Better Call Saul. And they were on hiatus. And he told oh, hiatus, just, you know, indie project. But, I mean, I guess... You know that's what movies do. I get. I'm. I would guess maybe after Breaking Bad that all the filming locations there, and then uh, I I don't know how much it costs to film there, but I would imagine more places would want to film. 
in Albuquerque after Breaking Bad that it became more of a, a thing to film there. And maybe more things started doing that, so maybe it didn't seem out of the blue. But it's pretty crazy to me to have Aaron Paul and, well, hell, all the other actors uh, there in Breaking Bad and just nobody. It's just somehow managed to keep that stuff secret. I mean, to me, the greatest TV show ever. Now, I I did enjoy the, the El Camino, but uh, I was taken out of it a, a little bit by certain characters because i mean it's been a long time since breaking bad aired i'm not figuring better call saul but like uh breaking bad stopped airing several years ago now and so a lot of these characters look quite or actors look a lot different now time has has aged them a wee bit and the thing that really (laughs) was hard for me like to not stay in involved in the El Camino was Todd's character. Now I love Todd. The uh, is played by uh <clears throat> shit, what is it? Uh Jesse Plemons. Um Jesse's uh Jesse Plemons is uh aged quite a bit since uh Breaking Bad. He's uh he's definitely put on a lot of weight and he looks a lot different than he did <laughs> in uh in the finale of Breaking Bad, so and this takes place right before the finale of Breaking Bad, like these these parts with Todd in it, and it's it's hard for my brain my brain to like wrap you know to really <laughs> believe that I guess um, probably would have helped had I not binge watched all of Breaking Bad before going into it because I had just watched Felina before watching El Camino, so I knew what Todd was supposed to look like. <laughs> and that is not. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, that was a little rough. And at first, I th- I d- didn't know how long Todd was going to be in. I thought it was going to maybe just to be a little short bit. Because when they first show him, like, you can barely see Todd. I was like, oh, this is how they're going to do it. Because I had already known that Jesse Plemons had put on weight and looked quite a bit different because from watching I if Fargo, I guess it was season two he was on. And by that point, he had already put on weight and looked quite a bit different. So I was wondering, too, I figured Todd was going to be in, and I like Todd's character. That dude is fucked up. <laughs> and I love those good fucked up characters. Like, he is batshit crazy, serial killer crazy, and that's just good entertainment as far as I'm concerned, just having that just thrown into the mix, you know, and, uh, cause he's a, just, he's a character that you just don't know what he's going to do. And it's, that's the, uh, the excitement of it. You're just, uh, waiting to see what crazy shit Todd's going to do. But, uh, again, I digress too much and I forgot what point I was trying to make there. Um, but yeah, they, you don't see him, the first but he's in El Camino spoiler alert quite a bit um after a while you kind of get you can kind of forget the fact that he looks different and that's clearly not <laughs> in the same timeline but it's it's a little difficult because you notice too another spoiler alert Brian Cranston's in it for a bit uh is it a flashback and he's clearly wearing a bald cap <laughs> like that there was a, a few things like man like it's a little tough. I 
I find that Better Call Saul has done a better job of hiding people's age, making them look less as old. But it's really hard to do with people like Aaron Paul because, I mean, he was young when Breaking Bad started, and he looked like a kid. I mean, he's clearly, uh, you know, over 10 years older than, like, the start of that show. And there's scenes where it's, like, flashbacks to back then, and it's like, that's clearly a guy that's not... <laughs> not supposed to be 20 or however young he is when uh, Breaking Bad starts out. I think, if I remember correctly, Breaking Bad, like, he's supposed to be, like, fairly fresh out of high school. Like, so I'm thinking, like, maybe early 20s, the initial uh, start of Breaking Bad. But my, I don't know if they ever acknowledged how old he is in the show. But Breaking Bad is only actually supposed to take place over the course of, like, two years, something like that. So, really, he shouldn't look that old as old as he does in Season 5, but I guess if you're going to get kidnapped and forced to live like some kind of rat in a cage, you're going to look pretty rough at the end of the day, too. There's some really good stuff in El Camino, though. I don't want to be all completely spoilery here, but... uh, it's definitely worth a watch if you're a Breaking Bad fan. Um, I, I've i thought about watching it again, and I just watched it yesterday. So I'll probably get around to seeing it yet again. Um, it is it is good. So you do get quite a few cameos in there, but, you know, you there's several characters you don't get either. But, I mean, most of the people in, in Breaking Bad die, so... <laughs> You have to see, if you're going to see them, it's going to be a flashback, so it's a little hard to just keep doing flashbacks the whole movie, I would imagine. And it felt like the movie's uh, just a hair over two hours, and it's weird because normally nowadays I watch a movie and I'm like, fuck, man, I wish this thing was like classic movie length, like hour and 30 minutes. So many movies nowadays, like It Chapter 2, that was one of the rougher parts about going to see that movie is that it was three hours long. <laughs> um, and thankfully, I didn't feel that way with uh, El Camino. But it's weird. I felt like there should be more because watching Breaking Bad now, when I watch it on Netflix, I can binge watch the whole fucking series. So I'm used to having like five seasons worth of uh, <laughs> entertainment to go through. And for it, it's just weird. What I mean, it's it's the same feel as Breaking Bad and everything. I don't feel like they really changed anything, like the the feel or the look of the show or anything. It's still got some dark humor to it, um, and it's got some uh, definitely got some violence. You get to see it's 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 Breaking Bad, and uh, but with it being two hours, like. I'm still just expecting to like, oh, when's the next episode going to drop? And it's not. That's that. That's it. I, I assume that's it. I mean, I guess they could do more sequels to it, but at this point, I mean, I don't feel the big thing for me though is I don't feel that it, that it ruined Breaking Bad for me. Like I was afraid of what could happen because I loved the way Breaking Bad ended, and this. This didn't tarnish it for me, even if I thought that uh, it was weird seeing the characters aging and not fully buying into that. Like, I I definitely, uh, overall, I'd say I was pleased. It's good to see uh, Jesse Pinkman again.
Uh, but uh, other than that, um, I just got uh, Borderlands 3. Been rocking that a bit. Of course, I've been you know, working on doing some video games for Twitch and such. Um, still early on in that. That's, that's pretty fun, though. If you like Borderlands, I mean, it's there's nothing much real different in this one. There's no... As far as I know, I, I, unless it's later in the game, there's no jetpacks like there was in, in 2. Uh, but you can slide, which is good. If you play Apex Legends, it's very slimmer, similar to the sliding in uh, Apex Legends. And I find that Apex Legends looks a bit like Borderlands as well. Which I did try playing Apex Legends, but I just couldn't get into it. I deleted it off my PlayStation already. Um... I think if I get into any of the Battle Royale games, it would probably be uh, Players Unknown, Battleground, the PUBG. But uh, I have not tried it. I don't know. The Battle Royale is just not really my, my cup of tea. I've looked into uh, trying to make the older games, the PC games, to stream on Twitch, but I've had issues trying to get the, uh, I guess, the resolution right on the video game to where I could size it right for the videos that's been a bit of an issue but I've definitely want to <laughs> I've got Doom on my computer like original Doom OG Doom uh, and uh, Wolfenstein 3D because that's just good stuff to me I mean the sound of Wolfenstein well hell even Doom like, but mainly Wolfenstein 3D has like the greatest like sound effects in a game and just like the German that's being said and everything, my Leben, and then the I can't make the sound, but just like the sound when you get like treasure, and uh, there's just various cool sound effects in there. Uh, man, uh, this is definitely a different vacation for me. I'm not used to. Uh, taking vacation now and not going somewhere <laughs> like I have been at home every night sleeping in my my couch that I sleep in every night uh there was when I originally scheduled this I was close to just going you know what I should go to Canada I should definitely go to Canada because I've not been to Canada yet which seems wrong seems very wrong but uh knowing that I could not afford to do so i I declined to do it, but it was weird being off and being home. I am not used to that. Now it feels weird to go back to work because <laughs> I'm still at home. Like, nothing has changed. It feels like I don't even have a job anymore. It's weird. It's a very weird thing. Not used to that. So <laughs> going back to work on Monday might be a little rough. I am just not accustomed. My body is, doesn't know what to think. Not in a foreign country. I'm... Yeah, I'll tell you what though, it's, I haven't really been thinking about it a whole lot, but I mean, it's been on the back burner for a long time, but it, it is, it's starting to get a little exciting though that, uh, well, next month in November, the, uh, I guess that's when uh, Disney launches their streaming service, which, uh, the Mandalorian, I w I'm pretty excited to see Mandalorian, uh, that'll be, I think, think don't quote me on this one i believe they're not releasing all the episodes at once i believe they're even though they're uh, got a streaming service i think 
with that, and I could be wrong. Uh, I believe they're releasing one a week sort of thing. But I now I... Shit. Uh, I'm going to have to look that up. But that that's definitely a thing. I know that they're working on another live-action Star Wars show uh, with Cassian, the uh, pilot from uh, Star Wars story uh, Rogue One, which I'm a big fan of Rogue One. I know a lot of Star Wars fans they are not real keen on Rogue One. I think mainly just because there's no Jedi or Sith in that movie. And I, just, I like it, though. I like that the grittiness of it. It's just this, lot the criminal elements, that there's just this darkness to it, and it's it's pretty great. And it's, it's a heist movie, a heist Star Wars movie. I mean, I feel like in Star Wars they could have, I mean, there's just so many things that they could do other than just have Jedi go after each other. I mean, you could have a rom-com Star Wars movie. Okay, that might be a bit far. Well, I mean, I don't know. You know, Jar Jar can fall in love. Who knows? You could make it work somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of different I, things they could have happen in the Star Wars universe, though. Uh, I'm going to look that up. Mandalorian. Oh, man. How's that not Mando? <laughs> I can't spell, apparently. Mandalorian. Um... Yeah, release date. I believe that is sometime next month. This November twelfth is when they're releasing the Mandalorian. Um, and I think. Let's see here. Yeah, I I don't know if that's the date. I I know next month they release the streaming service. I would have guessed at the beginning of the month. Um. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't tell if on this article whether or not they're doing, uh, releasing them all at once. But I th- I want to say it is re- releasing them, uh, one at a time, the episodes. I mean, it's an expensive series. They spent a lot of money on that series. But also, coming in December, which we're just two months away from, episode nine. But, I, you know, the excitement level for that's kind of dwindled on me. I was really excited for a while, and then really seeing The Last Jedi really kind of soured me on being too excited about that. So I uh, <clears throat> I don't know how to feel about that now, but I am pretty excited, I guess, to see Palpatine again on the big screen. That will be exciting. So I am rather looking forward to that. Rise, Lord Vader. But, uh... <clears throat> oh. Rather dehydrated. That's good stuff. I would figure, you know, a week after running that race that I would have manag- uh, managed to get enough fluids in my system by by now, but apparently not the case. I can't drink enough water to save my life. Although I say that, I'm still alive, so it must be working. <laughs> uh... Other than Star Wars, I'm tr- I'm trying to think. What uh, I I haven't seen Rambo: Last Blood yet, though. Like uh, I thought about seeing that this weekend. I just I just didn't get around to it. Uh, would have been good, you know, but it didn't happen. I do have the last Rambo on uh, Blu-ray, though. I guess I could pop that in. I mean, that movie is just classic. I guess it's been a little while since I watched that. Uh, oh, my back is feeling great now too 
I gotta really take advantage of this chair here. I mean, it's got this back pillow and stuff on it, and I've been leaning forward. What is wrong with me? There is something clearly, clearly wrong with me. It is weird too. The vacation stuff. I'm also getting. This is the exact time of the year last year that I was in uh, Germany. And so Facebook likes to keep reminding me of that <laughs> and that I'm not in Germany. So it keeps sending me photos like every day, like this is what you did last year. Like you did stuff last year. You didn't just lay on a couch and dream of distant lands. You were in a distant land. <laughs> Thanks, Facebook. You are so kind. So kind. It's like, I wonder, is like Facebook somehow making money off my Orbitz flights? Like, what are you getting commission, Facebook? What's going on, Mark Zuckerberg? Are you fucking with me here? I think he's fucking with me. Damn you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Leave me alone. But that being said, I would really love to go back to Germany. I mean, uh, so, you know. Oktoberfest did just end, so maybe I'll stop getting some of the uh, stuff for that. I'll stop seeing as much German stuff on like Instagram and such. But I do follow like the hashtag Oktoberfest and everything, so I imagine I'm I'm just gonna keep seeing that stuff. I just gotta shut. I just probably have to get off social media if I want to avoid uh, longing for foreign countries. Now, I, I don't think I've been away from Russia long enough, though, to get that longing for Russia. Though it'd be cool to hang out there again, but I Russia, when I left this last time, well, I guess the first time, too, but <laughs> I was pretty glad to be done with Russia. There was, uh, though I had some fun times this last trip. It's definitely, uh, definitely a lot better than the first time. It had some good food, but I felt like I had already seen everything I wanted to see at the end of the last trip. Now, Germany... I feel like I could be there for a couple of years and not see everything that I'd want to see in Germany. And I mean, there's just, just so much to so much more of my, my style of stuff that are, I don't know, style, but stuff that interests me more to do there. Uh, maybe the fact that uh, I was just in St. Petersburg though. And like I, I, the big cities, don't interest me as much as like going to like uh, the mountains and such. And I realized Russia is a big country. There are mountains and such. I just didn't go visit any of them. <laughs> but there's definitely not. I don't think there's a whole lot of mountains and stuff n- real close to St. Petersburg. Whereas in like Munich, there is. Uh, I mean, you're right next to the Alps, basically. It's just a quick bus ride over to the Alps. And mountains are where it's at. And those German Alps are pretty fantastic. If you go up to the Eagle's Nest, there at uh, Kelstein is, I believe, what the uh, Germans call it. If you go up to the top there and you climb around those mountains, sadly, when I went, uh, I was part of a tour group, and we only had we only had maybe an hour at the top, and we had more time down below, like a couple hours down below, where there was less to do. But at the top, like, you can climb on those mountains forever. I mean, like, I was afraid I was going to get back late because I was just, like, wanting to climb more and, like, go out further onto these mountains. And uh, you can cross into Austria. And the only way, the reason you know that you've crossed into Austria is you see the Austrian flag, like, painted on a rock. That's pretty cool. 
definitely not a hard border there. Both, uh, I believe, EU countries, as opposed to what's going to happen in uh, uh, Ireland with the Republic and uh, Northern Ireland. Although, from what I understand, from what I've read in the last few days, is that they think they may have, after saying for however long, that they're pretty sure there's going to be a no-deal Brexit, that perhaps there is a shot at a deal now. That's in like the last few days they've said that. The uh, Teo Siege, I believe the leader of Ireland, uh, Leo... uh, Vadrakar? I can't remember his name exactly. It's Leo V. We'll call him Leo V. And uh, Boris Johnson, I know, had talks as well as uh, some other, I believe, uh, talks with like the EU and such. That there might be uh, there might be a thawing in, in the discussions there, which would be a good thing as far as Ireland's concerned. I would hate to see a hard border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. I mean, that could potentially lead back to to bloodshed in uh, Northern Ireland. If you go to Ireland, there's no way to tell that you just crossed the borders there. It's just like being in the Alps, basically, like in Germany, how it was. There might as well have just been a, a flag painted on a rock. The only difference that I could tell when I crossed into the border, I think there might have been, I don't even know if there was a sign, like in the States, when you cross from one state into the other, you know, usually just a sign, hey, welcome to Delaware or whatever state you're going into. And uh, there may be a sign like that, but I don't remember there being a sign. What I remember being uh, the big tip-off to where that I was in basically another country uh, was the speed limit, which is really strange. In the Republic of Ireland, they go kilometers per hour, whereas in Northern Ireland, it's miles per hour. And the signs look the exact same. Their uh, speed limit signs are circular, and they just have a number on it, but however... I believe it's in Northern Ireland. I forget which is which, but I believe it's the Northern Ireland signs have a red circle around them, which uh, just means miles per hour. So it's got the number plus the red circle, whereas the opposite just has the number. There's no MPH, there's no KPH, it's just a number. (laughs) One of them has a red circle around it. And that's like the only difference that you're like, oh shit, hey, I'm in Northern Ireland. That could uh, very much change, though, if they don't agree on some deal to keep the border open with Brexit, whether there's a deal or there's not, which is, which makes me glad, I guess, that I've managed to make it to Ireland and see it when you could freely go across the border, but you know just sucks for wanting to travel back to Ireland at some point or just, you know, for the people that live there. It's, uh, I'm sure, going to hurt their economy and potentially just bad stuff happen. Um, uh, oh, here we go. Got to gotta lube my throat up again as I'm getting uh, dehydrated. I don't know why. I've, I guess I'm just not used to talking this much. Generally on the show when we've got another person, it's just... I don't have to open my mouth and keep it moving the whole entire time. I think that's maybe the difference. That's why I'm getting so dehydrated. Mm. Great audio, right? That's good stuff. I feel like I need oil. Put that in there more. 
to lube it up more than just some water. Uh, that that may be a, a totally different uh, uh, the show in that case, though. I feel like I might choke on that. <laughs> mm. Water's good, though. Love that water. Yeah. I've also uh, gone back onto Netflix, and they uh, put up not too long ago the American Horror Story Apocalypse season, which I realize is, I guess two seasons ago or whatever it is now because uh, I guess there's a new season put up now or that's being I don't know if that's I guess it's already been yeah released because I guess generally they put up the last season when the new season starts airing so I guess it's the season before the current one yeah uh, so Apocalypse which starting out man they do this to me all the time like in the last few seasons of American Horror Story Starts out pretty de- Ooh, like like this. I kind of like this premise. Like this one's got the premise where uh, it is uh, it's the apocalypse. Starts out and missile nuclear missiles have gone off. It is nuclear winter now, and uh, you have uh, these bunkers where I guess rich people have managed to survive. And for some reason, these two characters were told that. Their DNA was chosen from through a a DNA test uh, that they had put in, you know, some 23andMe, some, one of those thingamajigs, um, and that uh, they've decided they are basically the chosen ones that they need to survive the apocalypse. And then the other ones just appear to be rich people. And it's like, well, this is kind of a cool element. I kind of like this. And that uh, there's kind of a cult vibe going on in this bunker. And they start, you know, they're killing people. If somebody tries to get in, they kill them or to escape. They've got rules. I'm like, I'm, I'm all cool with this. I'm on board with this. All right. I'm fine. This is, this is entertaining. Then they go back and they bring in the witches again. <laughs> and it's very strange. Like, it starts out, like, almost with American Horror Story on several of the seasons, I felt this way with the hotel season. Well, you get, like, halfway... And I didn't even get halfway into it before they brought... I don't even think I was... Just a couple episodes in before they brought the witches in on Apocalypse. But on, like, hotel, like, it was really good, and then they just start just going weird directions with it. It's like... Like, they swapped the writers out after a while. and like, let's go in this completely different direction and forget all about these other storylines, how we set this up before. It's very strange how they decide to do this, but I could have done without the witches again. I feel like we don't need that element, but I've realized that it's probably more of the popular season because I know that uh, there's been a lot of popular shows. Like, I know Charmed was a huge show for a long time, and, you know... Uh, and there's been other like witchcraft shows that are popular, and so unfortunately, I'm guessing it was probably just more of a popular season. They wanted to bring back those characters, but uh, people I talk to too seem to not care for the seasons that I really like of American Horror Story. I really like Asylum and like the Carnival one, the Freak Show one, are the two ones that I really enjoy. So far, I haven't noticed any. Uh, correlations between those two in this season but it looks like they're definitely it is cool though after the witches have gone in and they bring it back 
somewhat to the first season where there's that haunted house of the Amityville horror type house, which they even reference straight up reference Amityville horror in uh, one of the episodes too. So that, that part was cool. So I, I feel like maybe later in the season, there'll be more callbacks to uh, other seasons of the show, but there's, I don't know that show, the first couple seasons, I was definitely down for it, but this now it's just kind of, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I do miss uh, back to El Camino, which I neglected to even mention this. I meant to mention this earlier. Uh, I just found out today that uh, Robert Forster, who, of course, uh, starred in uh, he's in El Camino. He was in Breaking Bad. He was in. Uh, I'm trying to think. It, it's not Ozymandias. It's the it's like second to last Breaking Bad episode. Is he he was mainly in. I guess he might have been in Felina, the last episode, but he was the vacuum salesman that uh, helped Walt get away helped him find a new life and uh he's in El Camino and sadly he passed away the day that El Camino was released and he was uh apparently brain cancer it's a pretty rough way to go but uh he was also of course in Jackie Brown which is a you know a fan of I'm a fan of Tarantino so it was that's kind of sucks he had a that guy had a great voice um forgot where I was going before I even brought that up but uh but yeah that uh but that that's a good way to like his his uh part in the show wasn't in the movie it's not real big but uh it's good to see uh, I guess him in one one other I guess it, you know it's a pretty big role a lot of people are going to see that so um there's some more water need more water mm. All right, rehydrated. Actually, I hit pause too, and I uh, I did try to look up some stuff, see if I could see any news on Nightmare on Elm Street, because I mean, Halloween is just a couple of weeks away, and Nightmare on Elm Street is definitely still my my favorite go-to for Halloween. The that love for that <laughs> child-murdering, burnt man that is Freddy Krueger is just. It's just just no words for it. I'm curious to you know. Eventually, I'm I'm sure that somebody is going to end up making another Nightmare on Elm Street, and I hope it's not as bad as with the Jackie Earl Haley. I just was not fond of that. Apparently, I don't know what this means for the film franchise, but apparently, they uh, says the U.S. rights to Nightmare on Elm Street on according to Sci-Fi's uh, Wire, they got the. Uh, the uh, rights to the franchise uh, made their way back to Wes Craven's estate. So, I don't know if that means they're going to... Hopefully the estate would be very careful with whoever made the next Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, there is a... Oh wait, here we go. This is, uh, this is on sci-fi.com here. It says... Uh, one of the things here, it says, while Craven passed away in the summer of 2015, his legacy lives on in the world of Elm Street, which is just one of several horror brands he brought into the world, along with The Hills Have Eyes and Scream. At the end of the day, though, Nightmare is the one that continues to bubble over with the most potential 
for future chapters. For example, England has voiced his support for a pretty the Freddy 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 a Freddy prequel movie. While David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick Conjuring he was behind the Conjuring and Aquaman has stated that another reboot is inevitable. Uh, oh yeah, I guess they've got no no. There's nothing to say about. I mean, of course, it's a big franchise. Somebody's gonna end up doing something with that. It's it's a money maker. Even that uh, Jackie Earl Haley one. I mean, it made a lot of money. I'm pretty sure it did. Even if a lot of people just were not happy with the finished product, uh, it made money. So it's just a matter of time. But I definitely love me some Halloween. Next week, I am going to help out once again and scaring children. That's always fun. We got a uh, here in the bunker. We've got a birthday party here where it's a haunted house birthday party that we're going to be doing here, and it's. Uh, it should be fun. I, I fortunately I didn't make another costume this year. I mean, I had a week off. I, I guess I could have tried to squeeze that in at some point, but did not do that. Um, I guess maybe I'll just go with another uh, Jason Voorhees. I mean, I still got the good, the good stuff for that. So maybe I'll just do that. There we uh, now. Tony had talked about she's going to put on. I'm uh, pretty excited about this. This will really freak some kids out. They're doing a. Uh, was it like a haunted psychic or something like some scary psychic basically we're gonna have this girl uh this woman uh be a psychic in the the clubhouse outside and tony's going to get details about these kids from their parents to tell the psychic so (laughs) so that when they go in there that uh you know the psychic's gonna tell oh you're you're such and such and this is going to, you know, I, I, I would imagine there's some kids that's really going to fuck with their brain, you know. Though nowadays, you would think, I mean, these kids are young, so it should it should work. This is wrong to, you know, try to fuck with a kid's head this much. But it's, you know, fun and exciting all at the same time. Um, <laughs> but uh, nowadays, I would think people would be a little bit more skeptical knowing that you can just get access to that kind of information via the internet but I would imagine just talking to kids parents I mean you could do this even back in the day I guess I just love the idea of this having a psychic and giving them all the deets I've seen stuff on psychics like uh, they'll have a lot of them will do their job out of their home they, they'll have uh, when you come in which I had been to a psychic in uh I didn't really believe in it but I went to a psychic in South Carolina this was oof, this was a uh, early 2000s maybe 2003 or so 2002 I'm not sure what year it was but it was many years ago oh no it was more no it was like 99 99 2000 yeah cuz it was before 911 it was, it had to be like 2000 99 or 2000 I want to say it was 99. We went to a psychic, and uh, which was r- weird just being in South Carolina and just seeing that uh, they have uh, waffle houses on, like, every fucking block, which I found really strange. And I had to wonder, like, is there 
different? Do they have slightly different me- menus at these Waffle Houses? Why is there more than one Waffle House within a few blocks of each other? I mean, there's literally, you cross the fucking street in some instances, there was another damn Waffle House. However, <laughs> I digress. Fortune teller. We, I was with uh, my, uh, it was my buddy Todd had graduated from basic training. And uh, I maybe I brought this up when he was on years ago with uh, Trebejo when we had we did uh, the one two three podcast many years ago. That was one of the earlier ones. Um, but we, I was there. I had went there with uh, Todd's mother and brother. And uh, after Todd had shipped off to Texas where he had to do his AIT training after basic, like we had had a few more days left on our vacation there and so we were looking for things to do in South Carolina and there was more than just waffle houses everywhere for some reason I don't know maybe they've changed a little bit since I was there you know it was like 20 years ago at this point or yeah coming on right about 20 years ago that was crazy that's crazy to wrap my brain around that but Maybe it's a little bit different now, but back then, psychics were all over where we were at in South Carolina, so it was like, fuck it, let's go to a psychic, and uh, so we <laughs> we go into psychic, and from what I understand, and this is what happened here, although I don't know if there was cameras or not, but from what I understand, like, well, we sat in this one, it was clearly her house, she clearly lived there, and uh, we sat out in her I guess living room area on like a couch and we were talking to each other. She of course went into the other room and apparently this is a common tactic. They, uh, they will watch you on video and listen to your conversation so they can go, okay, this is, uh, so if you want to really fuck with a psychic, <laughs> go to a psychic and maybe have them tell some real crazy shit, have some real fucked up weird conversations in their living room while you're, they're waiting for you just to see if they, uh, if they pick, you know, use that shit for whatever stories they start spinning you. But I would imagine that has a lot to do with, uh, but I don't recall what we were talking about in this woman's living room and whether or not that related to what stories uh, she told us were. Now, nothing that I remember her telling me, which is very limited. I don't really remember much of what she told me. But I'm pretty sure none of it, it was pretty vague and that uh, none of it really came true. Or not true, I guess. Because, I mean, again, very vague stuff. Depends on how you take it, whether or not you believe it came true. Um, one funny thing, though, I remember about the psychic was that uh, when, <laughs> when it was time to, like, pay, because the three of us, it was uh, Todd's uh, mother, Kat, Kathy, his, uh, his brother Carl, and I did the the psychic thing and uh I remember Carl went first uh but by that time I was the only one with money left over I I went ahead and paid for everybody on on, on that part just doing the psychic stuff because it just sounded like fun to me <laughs> so I was like fuck yeah let's let's do it I'll take care of it and uh by that point uh Kathy she didn't have a whole lot of cash to just spend on stuff and it was I I offered to pay for it and everything so it was kind of funny. The psychic, actually, with her, I don't remember how this payment scheme. I just, all I remember is that we, for whatever reason, we didn't, we weren't in the room altogether. It was like individually. 
I think I was maybe first or second to go in. I know I paid for one of the more expensive ones. It was not the most expensive, but she did this. It was like the one up from the least expensive one. But it was like this crystal thing. She gave me a crystal to put in my hand and hold while she left the room. And then she came back, grabs the crystal, and she could, I guess, feel my energy and tell where I was going in life. But uh, (laughs) apparently that doesn't work so well. Um, She didn't realize who was paying for the thing because she didn't bother bug me at all about money. And it was funny she told me, I don't remember what she told me, but I know it was like positive things. Like these, basically these are good things are going to happen. Like positive things. Now the person she thought was paying was of course, you know, I was like 18 at the time and Carl is a couple of years younger. So she in her head just thought, Oh, well the, the mother must be paying for all of this. So she's just like telling her just horrible shit. And basically she, <laughs> Again, I don't remember what she even told Kathy, but it was just, like, bad shit. It's like, you fucked your life up, basically, is what, what this psychic was telling her. Just, like, BS. And then she was trying to sell her on all kinds of other shit, but yet little to her knowledge that, uh, yeah, she wasn't paying. <laughs> Which was just, you know, really funny. Like, you know, like way to go, psychic. Way to, way to really use those mind powers. And, uh... Yeah, it did not work out well for that psychic, but uh, it was definitely entertaining. Now, I I feel bad, though, for the people that really believe in the psychic, especially, like, if they have a relative that's gone missing, a child or whoever, and when, you know, you hear the stories about people getting kidnapped and stuff, and they don't know what happened to this person, and then they find, go after a psychic, and the psychic tells them their kid's dead or... Maybe their kid is dead, and the psyche tells, "Oh no, they're in such and such place." It's kind of fucked up when they do shit like that. Like I, I, I'm fine with it being like an entertainment thing, as long as there's like a a wrestling factor to it. That you know, you watch the WWE as it is now, and I'm pretty sure everybody is aware at this point, except for maybe small children, that the shit's not. The storylines aren't real. I mean, these people are actually getting hurt just because of the fact that it's they stage it, but yeah, they are getting hurt. But there's it's an entertainment. They're they're not really trying to kill each other and all of that nonsense. There's a bit of a tongue in cheek. I like I feel like that should be psychic thing, like where it should be just something a sideshow kind of carnivalesque thing, but not like uh, hey, you know this you need this to like be able to live and survive uh, you know because you're basically just lying to people but uh but yeah psychics good stuff i haven't known a whole lot of them around here i know there's been a there's a few of them around here when i worked at uh actually the radio station i worked at uh was uh westplex 100.7 they had uh there was this uh uh, lady Kelly that did a show on Saturdays uh, Saturdays and she had one of the things she did she would have psychics on her show and I I never really heard that I, th- I guess I heard the psychics once or twice I guess on the show but I wasn't there really to do her show unless she was like uh, out on remote or something and I would just run the boards but uh, I was usually there to do the sporting stuff like the uh, Rascals baseball games or uh, which sadly 
they're uh, no longer going to be in O'Fallon. Uh, now that I think about it, the O'Fallon didn't renew their lease. Um, <clears throat> but uh, these psychics would come to the radio station. And I'd be there for the Rascals games or like uh, high school basketball or whatever it was that was going on at that point. Um, but these psychics would come and there was a keypad for the door with a key and it was a small little building too. It was, uh, at that point in time, they broadcasted out of what used to be like a, you store it kind of place where it was, uh, just a bunch of storage sheds, but they converted it into like a radio station. It was a very tiny building, but, uh, these, there was like this one day the psychic came to the door and his keypad, he didn't know what the keypad was in the, the one of my bosses at the radio station. Uh, we called uh, the Burgundy. Uh, he <laughs> he went to the door for the psychic, and he's looking at at the the psychic, knowing this guy's a psychic or quote unquote. Uh, he uh, starts pointing at the the lock. The the Burgundy does, and then pointing at his brain, like, "Come on, use the brain power, use the brain power." And the the psychic never never managed to do that it's funny how they can't make that work but they can talk to your dead uh, loved ones and tell you all about everything that's happening around you other than that in a real vague way (laughs) another good one if you want to watch stuff about psychics if you look up uh john oliver's last week tonight and psychics there is he does a great bit on that there's the one up uh one part where they are at some restaurant and talking to a woman that's claims to be a psychic and uh they're asking her about this kid that i guess had been kidnapped he was missing for some reason and they're asking him asking this woman what you know uh which i guess she had talked about him before she's like what do you think happened to him of course she's talking about how he was murdered and such and uh as they're leaving the restaurant uh they point out to this guy to her who's very young and stuff and he's, does he look familiar and uh uh no she says uh and <laughs> they go, well this is uh this is the missing kid right here this is him he's and <laughs> it's just priceless seeing her just like uh oh you know i don't remember exactly what she said but just the the oh shit oh i'm you totally caught me i'm completely full of shit (laughs) but that's that stuff's fun to watch although it's horrible because these people are going around and telling people that legitimately are you know looking for the loved ones or whatever and they have somebody just preying upon them and just like, hey, give me some money, and I'll uh, tell you some story that you're you're gonna hopefully think is real. And yeah, fun stuff. But uh, I I guess I'm good here. Uh, I don't really have much else. I don't think here. Uh, just looking forward to scaring some small children next week. Hopefully that uh, turns out all right. I don't think the weather's gonna be too bad. We are talking about doing some shit outside. And uh, looking forward to some uh, Star Wars stuff coming up. And, uh, yeah, I'm good. So, uh, as always, that's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.